Well, good morning. Thank you for being here this morning. And hopefully some more will filter in here in just a little bit. But let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship and to praise you. Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence this morning. Speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, that... Uh, Lord, that you give us exactly what we need to hear this morning. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're going to do. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. do appreciate you being here this morning. Let's uh, grab a hymnal. I was looking for my... I don't even know what page I wrote down now. 586. 587. 587. Can't find my announcements now. Victory in Jesus.
I believe it's page 526, is that right? Page number 526 in your hymnal, page number 526. In my heart there rings a melody.
page number 504, page number 504. Oh, Saban, I'm glad. Pray that you've already been blessed for being in the Lord's house this morning. Uh, I know I have. Uh, it seems like I was talking to some of the folks, and it seems like we haven't been here in a while because we didn't have Sunday morning services last week. And uh, but I do appreciate you being here uh, this week. Um, I was preparing what the Lord would have us to bring this morning, and the Lord brought to my mind uh, something uh, over about a month ago. Uh, I had a friend that came to me and uh, was asking me some questions about what he should do about a job situation. And uh, ha have you ever wondered if you were following God's will or God's direction for your life? Um, in other words, have, how can you know for certain that you're doing what God has you to do? How can you be certain about it, that you're making the right decisions? Because we all are faced with decisions every day, choices to make. Like I said, I had a friend that came to me a little over a month ago, and he was talking to me about a job situation that he had. He had to make a decision within the next couple weeks. And um, I told him that I would pray for him about it, and he just laughed at me, and he said, I knew you was going to say that. He was wanting me to tell him what he should do. And I told him, I said, well, you need to pray and seek the Lord's face and, and find out what he would have you to do. And you say, even over a job situation, come on, Pastor, you want to pray about that? Yeah, that's a major decision. Uh, we need to be praying about all situations. God, casts, uh, God says, casting all your cares upon him for he careth for us. And uh, he, so he's wanting me to tell him what he should do. And I told him that I'd be praying for him and that I would be praying that the Lord would give him clear direction and which way to go. I talked to him a few days later and, he, and reminded him that I, that I was praying for him and that 
see if he had any clarity yet. And he said he was struggling because he really wanted to do what the Lord would have him to do. He wanted to, he's a good Christian man, wanted to do what the Lord, he wanted to follow the Lord's direction for his life. And I asked him to list some pros and cons. I said, won't you just list the pros and cons to each uh, job situation? And, and the pro of his current position was uh, that he was a crew leader and that he had all the overtime that he really wanted and more than, uh, uh, over, more than what he really wanted, actually. I mean, he, he works a lot of hours. And uh, he loves the overtime. He's going to be retiring here in about four or five years. And I asked him if uh, either position, because he still wanted me, he still wanted some clarity. The other job would not have as much overtime, but uh, and then also uh, the current position, he was a crew leader, so he got a little bit more pay. And at this new position, he would not be. It would be more of a step down. And I asked him, I said, well, does either position um, uh, bring you closer to the Lord as far as uh, in your Bible reading or in, in your walk or being able to come to church? Or, and he said, well, he says uh, he's got a position uh, where he can read his Bible in his truck and, and do things such as that. And, and uh, he said, I'd really just, he says, I don't know exactly what it is. And I said, could it be pride that is you know something that's uh, hindering you because you know you're a lead person here and then uh, you wouldn't be a lead and he said well you know it could be he said there is that camaraderie that we have with the with my guys and all this stuff and I said I understand I'll be praying once again I told him I'd pray the Lord's clear direction that he would do what the Lord would have him to do and close the doors that uh, no man could close and open those doors that no man could open I told him to trust the Lord and follow what the Lord's direction is, whatever it may be. I find that many Christians today are struggling with the same thing. Maybe it's not a job situation, but maybe it's a family or finance or whatever the situation may be. We struggle with, do, am I doing what God wants me to do? The question is not uh, if they want God's direction. The question is, are they willing to do what it takes to follow God's direction. That's my question for you this morning. Are you willing to do what it takes to know and do God's will? To follow His direction in your life? You see, this is an important subject for all of us since we all will face decisions in life. Um, as we all take various courses of action in our lives, we desire the assurance that God is in it, that God is directing our paths. And how can we be sure of His divine guidance and direction? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it's just kind of a springboard verse here, but it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Let me read that again. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. He's saying trust, I mean have complete confidence no matter what the situation may come. We have complete confidence. That means uh, when we trust something, it means that we don't have any doubt in our mind. No doubt in our mind. But then it says lean not into thine own understanding. Why? Because his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are greater than our thoughts. 
And so we aren't to lean into our own understanding because I can tell you some things that God tells us to do doesn't really make sense sometimes. Uh, walk around the walls of Jericho seven times uh, or one time a day for seven days and then on the seventh day walk around it seven times. Does that make sense to you? Doesn't make sense to me. I've probably been like, what in the world are you talking? I don't understand. Why do you want me to walk around the walls of Jericho for seven, one time a day for seven days? I don't understand, Lord. Why? Because I'm leaning on my own understanding. And that sometimes God asks us and tells us to do things that are beyond our own understanding. Why? Because He knows what's around the corner. He knows the direction. So we need to be sure we're following the Lord's direction. We're going to be in Genesis 24. Genesis 24 this morning. And uh, we're going to read a story about... Uh, about Isaac and uh, Isaac's wife, uh, finding a wife for Isaac, uh, about Abraham and his servant. And I believe that this deals with this subject, and we'll see how Abraham and his servant dealt with it, and, uh, and how, how to handle the same situations that we all face. In this chapter, we not only see God providing guidance, His, his guidance in our lives, but we see His people... Uh, we see also the conditions under which he guides us and uh, how he provides. These conditions, which could also be referred to as principles, biblical principles, are what I want to discuss this morning. There are four key principles that I'd like to give to you and we'll have the Lord's uh, message this morning. If we follow these principles... I believe that we can expect success in receiving God's direction, His provision, His guidance in our lives. If we will follow God's direction, we will follow and be totally committed to trust in Him, to lean not into our own understandings, and to acknowledge Him, give Him the praise that He deserves. I will promise you this, God will give us clear direction. He says it in His Word. Let's uh, have a word of prayer, and then we'll get into the message. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you again for how you speak to our hearts on uh, so many different levels about so many different things. And God, we ask this morning that you would speak to our hearts. Give us exactly what we need. I don't know the situation of every person in here this morning, but you do, and you know exactly what they need to hear. So, Lord, may they hear what you would want them to hear this morning. And Lord, that they would uh, not just hear, but they would heed and do what you would have them to do. Lord, I do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you, I pray that today will be the day of salvation. Lord, speak to their hearts as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be in uh, Genesis chapter number 24. We're going to read the first few verses. The Bible says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, and that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. This was a, a, prominent, a, co- a promise, a covenant that they were, uh, he wanted him to promise to and, and to have this covenant between the two of them. He says, And I will make thee uh, swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites amongst whom I dwell. But thou shalt go into my country, into my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. 
And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou comest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from the, my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. He was saying, Listen, I have complete trust in this plan. I mean, you read this story, and he doesn't have any variances. He says, Listen, if you don't, if this lady doesn't come who God will direct you to, then you're clear of the oath. You don't have to go anymore. You're released. I mean, that's trust. That's confidence in the Lord. He says, only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear uh, to him concerning the ma- that matter. And the servant took ten camels of, cam- uh, of the camels of the, his master and departed from all the goods of his master were in his hand. And, and uh, he arose and he went to Meso- Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city uh, by a well of water at the time of Eden, even the, the time that the, woman go, uh, the women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, uh, my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show me kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, pray thee that I uh, may drink and she shall say, drink and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that hast appointed, uh, thou hast appointed uh, for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Here's the story. Abraham tells his uh, servant to go to his kindred, his home country, and to pick out a, a wife for his son Isaac. And as he's out there, he's, uh, you know, his servant probably doesn't have the confidence and the trust that Abraham does, but he, he goes out and makes an oath to Abraham saying, I will do what you told me to do. And as he makes his way out there, he finds out uh, these four principles, I believe, that we'll have. Number one, the first principle for receiving God's guidance, his direction, is knowing God's word. Knowing God's word. I can tell you this with, with uh, emphatically, I can tell you this, that you will never find God's will outside of God's word. It'll never happen. I have people tell me, you know, I, Pastor, I just believe that God is directing me to go to a different church. I've had people say that. I say, okay, that's fine. I can't intervene where God has told you to go or what. But have you been reading your Bible? Well, no, I really haven't been reading my Bible. I really haven't had been praying about it. I just, I just really feel led. I, I really feel led. And I tell them this, if you're not in God's Word, you're not following God's will. It doesn't happen that way, folks. God's never going to tell you to do something contrary to His Word. 
It's the way it is. See, the knowledge of God's will comes first and foremost from God's word. God's word reveals God's plans, his, his principles, and his purpose for all things. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1.3, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. How, how are we going to know the knowledge of him? How are we going to know that? Through his word. Through his word. That's how we know. Knowledge of these things are essential to even begin to receive God's direction. Folks, listen to me. If you're not in God's word, don't say you're following God's will. Say that you're an awful Serious about that, Pastor? Yes, I am, folks. Listen, it's important. You've got, to, you've got to be in God's Word. You want to know God's wisdom about things. You want to know what to do about things, how to handle financial issues. I tell you, everything that pertains to life and godliness is found in the Word of God. You say, if I'm dealing with a family situation right here, get in God's Word and follow His direction. So I don't have an idea to go. Well, I'll show you. I can give you some clarity on those things. We can do, help you through those things. But I can tell you this. Don't look to your friends for wisdom. Look to God's Word for wisdom. Look for, to God's Word. That's the first step. It was Abraham's knowledge of God's Word that led him to make the first step in the right direction in receiving God's direction. There in verse 1 through 4 again, it says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. Why was he blessed? Because he was following God's word. See, here we see that Abraham takes steps to see God's plan and uh, is furthered through Isaac. God had made a promise to Abraham that he would bless him and that he, is, his, he would be the father of many nations. And, and God made that covenant with him. And Abraham understands this. So, so he, didn't sit, he doesn't sit idly and wait for God's plan to be fulfilled. He does his part. And he takes uh, the appropriate actions that are necessary. In this case, he begins to look for a wife for Isaac. Some people seem to think, that receiving God's guidance is just going to fall in their laps as they sit back and do nothing. It's kind of the idea that I, I've known people who are out of work and they're, they're praying for a job, but they're not going out and filling any applications, they're not doing anything, they're just praying for a job. Like God's just going to drop it in their lap. Folks, we've got to do our part. We've got to do our part. We've got to follow through the actions. God doesn't tell us through his principles. He tells us these things. Hey, we're to earn our keep by the sweat of our brow. And God wants us to do our part, but to do it while being guided by the knowledge of God's word. This is what Abraham's doing here. His search for a wife isn't based on human standards or, uh, or desires, but is rather directed by his knowledge of God's word. This is why you see here in verse 3 of 4 that he insisted Isaac's wife be from his kindred and from his home country, not from the local people of Canaan. You say, why is that so important? Because God revealed to Abraham uh, that... Uh, the Canaanites were wicked uh, people and that they were going to be, have judgment upon them. And God revealed that to them through His Word to them. 
See, God had never specifically prohibited such a marriage at this point in biblical revelation, but God had never given specific directions of whom Isaac should marry, but this did not mean that God's word had no direction to give. Let me say this, young people, we have a couple young people in here looking for, I'm sure, looking forward to that day that they get married. And, uh, and can I tell you this? God has principles in His Word of who to marry. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? I, I just, whoever I love. <laughs> if that person is unequally yoked, if they're not a safe person, you're not to be with them. Amen, Pastor. You know what gets so many couples in trouble today? Unequally yoked. Where the man wants to be in church and the woman doesn't, or the woman wants to be in church and be, have a godly husband and the man's not doing it. I'm telling you, I'm going to save you a lot of heartache, young people, if you just listen to this. Follow God's principles in His Word. He says in His Word not to be unequally yoked. Now that directly means saved person and an unsaved person. That's what that means. So you need to know, is that person, is this person someone that is going to uh, help me in my spiritual walk? You know what the Bible says, another principle? Iron sharpeneth iron. So you need to be with someone that's going to help you draw closer to the Lord. That's just, that's free. That wasn't even in my notes. Young people, that's important. I see so many marriages destroyed today. And and you ask any of the men and women in here today that are married, they can tell you that they've seen it in their lives as well because people running to the wrong, because they're following their heart. Your heart is deceitful and wicked. Desperately wicked. Who could know what the Bible says? So follow the principles found in God's Word. Follow the principles. See, God revealed to Abraham that they were wicked people. That alone was enough for Abraham to say, Hey, don't get a Canaanite wife for my son. I don't want him to have that. Go to my kindred. Go back to my home country. You see, in essence, Abraham was guided by God's revealed word. He didn't have a specific commandment from God's Word, but he did have enough information to make a reasonable conclusion. In other words, he could apply biblical principles to his daily life. Folks, how can you say that we know what God wants for us if we're not knowing what God's Word has to say? It's fundamentals. For instance... Many times we, we are in a similar situation. We don't have a specific command in the Bible what not to do or what to do. But God's Word gives us some principles that we can follow as well. For instance, there's no specific rule or command that tells us that we can't watch TV, what to watch or what not to watch. It doesn't say, okay, thus saith the Lord, don't watch R-rated movies. You won't find it in there. But I can tell you this, there's a principle in there that says, I will not put no unclean thing in front of me. There's a principle in there about purity and about righteousness, about standing firm against homosexuality, about different things, about not watching some stuff that you shouldn't be involved in. What I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is this, that God's Word has principles. 
If we would just follow him, we'd be a lot better off. You see, Abraham was able to take his first step in the right direction because he knew God's word. You want to know what God's direction for your life is? Follow God's word. Number two, the second principle for receiving God's guidance is being committed to God's will. Now, what word? I use that word carefully. Committed to God's will. Trusting what God has for you. It is one thing to know God's will, and that's through the word of God, but it's another thing to do God's will. Doing without compromise, without question. One of the conditions under which Abraham received God's guidance was that he was completely committed to doing God's will. No matter what the situation, no matter what brought forth, he was committed, he was trusting. This story reveals to us that God guides us when we are committed to his will. We say, God, whatever thy will be done, I'm going to do it. You know what? Sometimes it's inconvenient to serve the Lord. Sometimes it's hard to serve the Lord. But we've got to be committed saying, I'm going to trust God, I'm going to follow him. Notice in verse 5 and 6 it says, And the servant said unto him, Peradventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me into this land. Must I needs bring thy son again into the land from whence thou comest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware that thou, shalt, uh, thou bring not my son thither again. Verse 5, the servant wants to know what to do if she's not willing to follow. If God's... What, what, what if God's principles don't work here? What am I to do? The servant is basically asking if, God will, or if Abraham will change his, his mind and his commitment to God, his will, if it appears that it's not working out. I remember when Sea Line bought the building over here, and um, Brother Keith said he just felt God's direction, that he was, he was trusting the Lord, and that God was going to pay for, God was going to provide the funds to buy the building outright. Now, at the time, I think it was 315000 is whenever the, and we had this much money. <laughs> Zero. And uh, he made a deal with the people, and he says, we'll pay you so much a month for uh, six months, and by the end of the six months, we'll pay the building off. Well, we get a couple months in it, and we got about half the money. And I'm like, oh, what are we going to do, you know? And he says, well, he says, we're not financing. So I just believe this is God's will. We don't finance. So okay, what are we going to do? And he said there was a there was a gentleman that said that he would he would provide the rest of the money. He would provide the rest of the money as a loan. He said I, I'll give it to you, zero percent financing. And he, I said, man, that's a great deal. I mean, that that sounds great. And he says I have a problem with it. He says be still owing. He said we'd still be owing. He says that's not paying it off. In six months, like God had shown me the plan. And I'm thinking, you're crazy. Why not take the money? Why not take it and go and, and work? I can tell you this, your pastor had a little bit of lack of faith. God, You know the story. God came through, provided every penny that was needed. Every penny. Not a penny that was borrowed. What am I saying? I'm trying to say this, is that we need to follow God's will... His word will show us His will. 
And once we find out God's will, don't compromise. Don't settle for second best. Don't look back. See, many times people find themselves out of God's perfect will because when it comes right down to it, they're not fully committed to His plan. They may pray, quote the Bible, and talk about seeking God's will, but in reality they are seeking God's approval on what they want. There's a big difference. God will work supernaturally in our lives to bring things about His plans as He did at Isaac and Rebekah, but not only to them, but as in He does in your life. We can see that. The third principle of receiving God's guidance is trusting in God's ways. His ways are always better than our ways. Trust is absolutely essential if you are going to be led by God's word. We must trust him. Like I said in the beginning, it did not make sense to me. I mean, if God would have said, go march around the, the walls of Jericho one time a day. I, 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 okay, Lord, I don't understand this. I'd be leaning in my own ways, my own understandings. You must trust that He will provide everything necessary to fulfill His will in your life in His own way, not in your way. The Bible says, look there in Genesis 24, 7-9, it says, The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and from which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying unto thy seed will I give this land, he shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear of this mine oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master, and swear unto him concerning that matter. In verse 7, Abraham recounts that God had made him a promise, this covenant, uh, and which included uh, Canaan land and his offspring. Since God made a promise, Abraham knew that God was going to come. Do you know that? If God has made a promise to you, do you realize that God's going to come fulfill those promises? Do you realize that? He will. You say, I, I, don't, I don't understand. The Bible has many principles and many promises that He has given to us. We've just got to trust Him. He says He would never leave us nor forsake us. You ever felt like you were all alone? It's, it, I can tell you this, it's a lack of trust. Because God has promised that He would never leave us nor forsake us. There's many promises, I don't want to get into them all of them this morning, but I can tell you this, we must trust in God's promises. Trust Him. See, Abraham believed that God would provide a wife for Isaac. Now, you think about this. What are the chances that his servant would go 500 miles? If you search it out, study it out, it's 500 miles from where he was. And he'd go right to the exact place. If you know this story, what happened? He went to the watering well when the women were to come at the specific time, I tell you, everything just fell right in order because he was lucky. That's what happened, wasn't it? No. He was following God's word, following God's will, and trusting that God would fulfill his promise. Trusting. We know the story, and I, I, I want to get into all of it this, this morning, but 
we know the story. So uh, the servant tells uh, the lady, and she does everything that God. She he prays and says, "God, show your uh, servant, show your servant uh, kindness and." And be merciful, and and the person that I tell uh, to give me water, let her say, let me give your camels water too. Now he had ten camels. If you remember the story, he had ten camels. Now anybody ever heard about drinking like a camel? <laughs> now this wasn't just one time that she went down to the well and got water for the camels. Ten camels, they drink a lot. Why? Because they store a lot. This was, a, this was a, a, a very daunting task, and God fulfilled His promise. Done exactly what God intended to do. Then I want you to notice the last thing, the fourth principle, following God's or receiving God's guidance is pray for God's wisdom. Kind of goes back into that, but notice there in verse 10, it says, And the servant took ten camels of... Uh, of the camels of his master and departed from all the goods of his master and, and for all of the goods of his master were in his hand. And he rose and he went to Mesopotamia and uh, into the city of Nahor and he made camel, his camels to kneel down without the city by the wall of the water uh, at the time of the evening, even at the time that women go out and draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well water and the daughters of the men of this city come out to draw water and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, and that I may drink and she shall say, drink, and I will give thy, thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou... Uh, hast appointed for my servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. God arranged it all. God had it all. And, but you know what it was? The servant, he prayed for God's wisdom. He wasn't saying, he wasn't leaning to his own understanding. He was praying for God's wisdom. He was trusting. He was following God's plan. I believe, listen to me, I believe that God will direct in our circumstances if we will just follow God's will. Follow God's word, which leads to God's will. Trusting in Him and having confidence in His wisdom and not on our own. I believe that God's providence directed me to this church. I didn't plan it this way, but God was working through the circumstances. I bet many of you can look back on your life and see how God had directed in different circumstances of your life in such a remarkable way. It is reassuring to see how powerful and wise our God is, how He directs our paths. The servant realized that this is a divine opportunity, so he prays for success and guidance. Verses 12 through 14, many Christians today miss God's guidance and his divine opportunities because they do not pray. How many times have we made decisions and not prayed about it? I bet we're all guilty of that. Whether it be little decisions or big decisions. You know, I believe that's one of the reasons God tells us to pray without ceasing. That means to be in an attitude of prayer. You know, no matter what comes our way, that we have this, this uh, communication line with Lord... 
uh, with the Lord that we could say, Lord, I know it's a, maybe it's a silly uh, question, but Lord, will you show me this? Or God, would you give me direction in this? And I can tell you what, if we would just pray, just follow God's word and pray, and trust him, I believe God will show us his clear direction. When I'm uh, in an unfamiliar city and I get lost, I, I don't guess where I'm going. Usually, and I know this is hard for men to admit, but I stop by the gas station or something. I say, hey, do you know where this, this place is? I hate to ask for directions, but I have to sometimes. Why? Because I just don't know. God knows what direction we should go. Why not ask him? Oftentimes, what we want to do is we want to run to our friends, which, hey, it's thank God for good, godly counselors. Praise God for them, but do your part. Seek God's direction. Seek His direction, and I promise you this, He will direct thy paths. So I just don't have enough wisdom. The Bible says there in James, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with a wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. We need to have trust and confidence and follow the Lord's direction in our lives. You might be saying, well, what did your friend do? Anybody want to know? My friend took the job that was lesser pay because he decided that he could be more faithful to his church, be more faithful to his family if he took that position. And I said, that's biblical principles. I think that's very important. I think that was a very wise decision. And I said, to be honest with you, that was the direction I was praying that God would show you. But I didn't want to tell you. I wanted you to find that out yourself. Folks, we need to trust Him. And if we trust Him, He will direct us. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Knowing and going God's way. That's what I titled the message, Knowing and Going God's Way. You know, a lot of times we want to go our own way and lean on to our own understanding, but God has better ways. He has better plans than what you can come up with yourself. Maybe you hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I, I can say this, I just don't know for sure that I'm following God's ways. I just don't know that for sure. Pastor, I've got some, direct, I've got some questions, I've got some things in my life, I just don't know God's direction. Pastor, please pray for me. I promise you this, I'll pray for you. But if you'll follow God's word, be committed to trusting him, you'll find God's will in his direction. Maybe you hear this morning and say, Pastor, I don't even know for sure that I'm saved. I don't even know for sure if I was to die today that I'd go to heaven. Pastor, would you pray for me? Anyone like that? Pastor, I just don't know for sure if I was to die at this moment, I would go to heaven. Would you pray for me? Anyone like that? Would you raise your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I won't come get you. I promise. Would you say, Pastor, pray for me? Anyone like that? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. Lord, we thank you for how you show us your clear direction in all things that pertain to life and godliness.
But that's through the knowledge of you. That's through your word. Lord, I do thank you for all that you do for us. Lord, I pray that you would speak as only you can during this invitation time. That men and women, boys and girls would find a place around this altar. And Lord, make that commitment to you that they're going to follow your direction. They're going to follow your word. Find your will. Trust in your plans. And Lord, that they would have confidence in your wisdom. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. As God has directed you this morning, as if he's put upon your heart that you need to just come and do business with God this morning, I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. The altar is open. You can come and have time with the Lord. Where he leads... I will follow. Is that your is that your commitment to him? Where he leads, I will follow. Sometimes it's through fiery trials. You still gonna trust him? All right, thank you. You may be seated again. I do appreciate you being here this morning. And I hope and pray that you've been encouraged and blessed for being here. I do want to give you a few announcements as the men come forward. We'll take up this morning's tithes and offerings. And uh, I do want to give you just a couple things here to remind you of. Uh, of course, tonight after our PM service, we're going to have a business meeting and uh, to go over the year review and things such as that. Then this coming Friday at uh, 5 o'clock, we're going to leave the church. The teens are going on a, a tubing trip. We're going to leave at 5 o'clock. And then Sunday the 28th, so that's next Sunday uh, evening, uh, the teens will be having the service. They'll be doing the song leading and doing things such as that, doing the special music. And uh, so uh, we're going to Costa Rica, and uh, we want to be a blessing to uh, help the teenagers make their uh, their funds to be able to go. And so you uh, that everything that comes in that evening that's not designated to ties or offerings will go directly to our teen account. And I believe we have four that I know of that are going. And uh, the tickets are around $500 a piece and, uh, just to get there. And then also, let me say this. If you have any odds and end jobs, just small things that you would like done around the house, cleaning the house, different things such as that. I know summertime's coming uh, or springtime's coming soon. You may have something to do. Uh, get with one of the teenagers and, uh, and then you can give them a love offering of some sort. I know they would be happy with that. Uh, so they can have some spending money on the uh, on the trip, and they can buy some different things. Also, we'll be, we'll be taking up a love offering from the teenagers as well because they can want to be a part of that. So you you uh, support the teenagers in that. And then uh, February the third, prayer breakfast at nine o'clock. And then next month we're going to do uh, we're going to do a uh, a campaign, if you will, just special days on uh, February the fourth, that Sunday. We're going to have. Uh, love Your Sibling Day. The month of February is a love month, right? So we're going to do a Love Your Sibling. This is all family, brothers and sisters, but also moms and dads. If they don't come here and they're, maybe they're not involved in their church or whatever, invite them to come in that day. We'll have a message geared towards uh, you know, uh, that. And then on the next week, of course, is Valentine's weekend. And so it's Love Your Spouse Day. I want you to be here, and uh, we'll have a message directed towards that. Then uh, February 18th is Love Your Social Group Day. I'm trying to think of S words. So, uh, so we're, that is bring a friend to church. Bring someone, a neighbor, uh, someone that maybe 
Uh, don't go to church. Say, hey, we're having a special day. I'd like for you to come. Uh, just an excuse to get them to come to church, all right? And then on the last Sunday of the month is Love Your Sanctuary Day. And so love your church day. So we're going to have a special offering that Sunday morning. Everything that comes in that morning that's not designated to tithes or offer, uh, to missions will go to our parking lot fund. We're going to get the parking lot paved this year. Amen. And so we're looking forward to that. All right. That's all the announcements that I have. Uh, let me say this. I forgot to mention happy birthday to Miss Sue Bousman. She's got a uh, birthday this week. And then also Steve and Vicki Land have an anniversary. Yes, Brother Jack. Yes, someone dropped some keys, has a frosty on it. I don't know if that's still good, but that used to be able to get one free junior frosty every time. I think these are mine. <laughs> now, if those are your keys, they're up here, so you can come get them. Uh, then also want to say uh, our missionary of the week is Brother Harlan, Miss Vicki Barnett. Appreciate them. Our deacon of the week, uh, Brother Adam Amos. Our family of the week, Brother Jimmy, Miss Angie Clevenger, and then our trustee of the week, Brother Sean McGinnis. Appreciate these folks. You remember them in your prayers. All right, Brother Eli, sir, would you please ask a blessing? morning. We'll all stand and we'll close on a word of prayer. I would ask that you remember Miss Pam's mom. She's not doing well this morning. Uh, we don't know exactly. Um, maybe she has broke her hip or she's certainly hurt it. And uh, so you pray for Miss Pam. This is Dory Stokes. Remember her in her prayers today. Uh, Miss Pam's there ministering unto, uh, unto her mama. And so you remember her in your prayers. All right. Brother Jimmy, sir, would you please close us in a word of prayer? Thank you for the blessing of your word and what we've heard today. Lord, we need you in a mighty way and we desire to be pleasing in your sight. Direct our paths, Father, to your glory. We just praise you and love you and thank you for all these good things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.